Sexy Marriage Radio. It is good to see you here again. It's Dr. Corey Allen with Gina Paris, where we are having honest conversations and trying to be completely straightforward and real when it comes to married sex and how it can be the best thing going in your world. Absolutely. We are reclaiming marriage as the best playground for the best sex. The best relationship. Exactly. And we want to hear from you. So send us your emails at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you've got questions, comments, thoughts, ideas, criticisms, support, encouragement, you love us. We're the greatest thing ever on radio. Those are the things we want to hear. <laughs> or you can call us at 615-5666. And we can hear straight from you then. And, we and then love that. Try to address anything that you have on your mind that would help you in your sex life and in your marriage because they go hand in hand just like our lives go hand in hand you know there's the ways we the way we view ourselves the way we handle ourselves what we do with ourselves and how we view things impacts what we do absolutely and the steps it takes to build a great sex life with intimacy and pleasure are the same steps that help you create a whole life that's full of meaning and pleasure. So we're uh, passionate about helping you explore some new ways at looking at your life and intimacy. Right. So, mm-hmm. last show, we got into some of the different aversions to oral sex, doing, being done. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's the main event, when it's not, when it's just part of the foreplay. You know, how do you how do you grow beyond it? How do you at least Muster the courage to state your case and realize it's not about right and wrong. It's it's about what you want, what you're looking for. I mean, there's you know challenge the the assumptions that you have in your own life and your own expectations, and then see what starts to unfold. But it was interesting because right after that show was done and we got off the air, we started talking, and you brought up a great point, yep. Gina. I did that, you know, for so many women, our body image just looms over us in a state of shame or self-loathing. And so if we look in the mirror when we remove our clothes and we can't even feel good about ourselves, then this whole idea of opening up to receiving oral sex or doing all this stuff where we're being seen, it's very challenging. Mm -hmm. And so we want to take some time to talk about body image, loving our own body, uh, challenges with that, or when we look at our mate and we have challenges being attracted to maybe the way our mate's body has changed over the years or just the whole body. All right. Well, let's, let's start with the individual body image before we move Mm -hmm. to partner body image. Because there, I think there's going to be a a distinct difference between male, female and And I, I mean, I'm, I know there are some men and some guys that, that have some image issues, you know, but I think largely that's a, a female issue more so than it is a male. I think for if whatever reason, men can you know that the women, the guys that she's been with before you, they had these beautiful bodies and you're a guy with a dumpy body. You don't think that's an issue? Well, yeah, but she's, I mean, at the end of the day though. She's with me. <laughs> you know, there's still something about that battle, that conquest of that, 
yeah, that could still trip you up. And that's, I don't know if that's more of a self image as it is a self confidence, which those two probably go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. But I think there is, you know, it's one of the things I made kind of as a joke of, you know, as men, I think it kind of boils down to if I can still get an erection, I'm not as worried about what, what the rest of my body looks like. Okay. You know, if there's a dysfunction, I think that's huge. You know, if a guy has an issue, if he's got an erectile disorder or premature ejaculation disorder, some of those that kind of are the, the conquest killers, if you will, right. that are huge identity things. So that's, that may be the way it plays out more for males. Than, it, than just physical appearance. But I, I think largely, you know, guys, you know, that you, you'll hear guys poke fun of, yeah, I'm fat. And, right. that, and that's it. You know, they kind of, it's self-deprecation humor and, okay, I'm not going to do anything about it. You know, it's just, I'm old and I'm fat. <laughs> you know, it's, some guys that's know. Mean. Yeah, that's it, mean to do to your wife. Well, no, you don't say that to your wife. You say that to yourself. I know, but and, if she takes care of herself, but we said we'd get into that aspect later. Yeah, because there's a whole concept of sex rank and, and the whole idea of, yeah. you know, when you look better and feel better about yourself, you're going to challenge your partner and their own yeah. assumptions of themselves because it is a systemic issue too. But it's largely right. a female issue, I think. It is a female issue predominantly. We have such rampant images from the time we're little in our fashion magazines. We're much more given to the dictates of media, perhaps, that we uh, need to look like this, we need to look like that in order to feel sexy. You, you know, all the marketing messages, get rid of hideous fat. You know, it, this whole message that fat is hideous. Uh, very often we pass the magazine stands and, and there's inevitably the issue of the worst bikini bodies and all they show <laughs> is the cellulite on the butt. And right. Guess who? And it's, so we end up thinking that this is the unpardonable sin, especially as a Caucasian chick, you know, that we're supposed to be the skin, skinny girl. Right. And um, I remember one time reading where, I think I had said this before on my show, where Jennifer Lopez, who is so stunningly beautiful and undeniably sexy, says, hey, you know, if you put on a bikini and you have cellulite and you walk down the beach like you are sexy, then, girl, you are sexy. It's <laughs> way more about how we carry ourselves and yeah. what meaning we give to it. Yeah. And so all that said, that's still something that plays into our story. So it all of it gives you opportunity to to reevaluate what 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 plays into your story whose whose ideals are you buying into right. as to what you need to look like to be sexy and Cause beautiful what, cuz what you see portrayed in hollywood which typically you have to look at the manner in which it's portrayed you know the way that that is produced uh, presented to us mm -hmm. has the airbrush touch to it because most we don't know Hollywood actors. I don't know Hollywood actors or actresses. Right. To where I'm like, oh man, she is just gorgeous. What I see is what whatever is presented, and all of that is through marketing, and publicity, and there's so much that goes in to make that up, that it's it's not real. Yeah. There is an air of fake in it. Yeah, absolutely. And so that immediately skews 
and increases the battle for women because they get inundated with these pictures Mm -hmm. that aren't real. They aren't accurate. And a lot of us, a lot of uh, what else inundates us as men and women is they're younger. They haven't had children. You know, they haven't, they haven't lived life. They haven't run a household. You know, their job is to be fit. (laughs) That's, that's yeah. it for whatever movie role they're doing. So they've hired some trainer and some personal chef. Well, that's not real. Yeah. So just like we talked about last week, shifting maybe the meaning that you give uh, to sexual acts, to to oral sex and shifting the way you view it, what we see is largely determined by what we look for. So if we look for ways and messages that say that we're beautiful just like we are, that this body is sexy just like it is, then that plays into being able to celebrate how you are and, and what what you have to bring to this whole marriage bed as a lover and somebody who's receptive and erotic and arousable just like you are. So as a guy... Uh, why you speak to that, Corey, to the women that have such hangups. Well, it, it, I think we've talked about this too, of, you know, a woman that regardless, I, okay, let me back up. The way a woman presents herself, her physical, yeah. her physical being, you know, her body and the looks of it are usually what the very first thing is. And everybody's going to see that first, mm-hmm. but what quickly can replace that is how the woman is in her body, who she is under the, underneath the surface, you know, beneath the skin. How comfortable is she in her own skin? You know, there's a, there's a woman that I used to work with 10 years ago, and she was one that the body type is not one that I would typically be attracted to. I have a, my taste is smaller I guess you could say she had she had lots of curves she was a full feature woman let's go that way mm-hmm. but the way she carried herself was very attractive you know it yeah. was one of those she knew she was sexy and she presented herself as sexy and it was one of those as you get to know her she's like man she is a sexy woman right it's a matter of being comfortable with that energy the yeah. whole energy of eroticism so instead of only seeing yourself as the mom and i think we've touched on this before uh, the idea and how this is disappointing to our husbands when we go from being hot mama to i don't know old mom or mm-hmm. something where or just we're, mama. We're only or just mom yeah just mom. mama yeah, mama, from hot mama to just mama. Yeah, that we only identify then with being a parent. And obviously, that's, to a lot of minds, that's not very sexy. But I did hear one mom, and I loved this. She said, I know so many women don't feel sexy after they have children. But she says, I learn about my 
erotic energy and my physical energy by watching my children. She says, when my little one wants to nurse, he has no shame in coming up to me and pushing up my shirt and pulling at my breasts and satisfying himself. And she says, my little toddler has no problem with taking my hand and putting it on the toy trucks and, and in playing with him the way he wants to be played with. She says, it makes me see that it's completely natural to be in touch with your desires mm -hmm. and knowing what you want and being able to communicate that. So everything's going to come back to how you see uh, yourself. And I think it's different or maybe I hear more from my girlfriends whose bodies are quite different than when they first got married. Mm -hmm. All my friends that can tell me, I used to rock a bikini. And some others of us are like, well, I never rocked a bikini. So it's <laughs> not that much, <laughs> not that much different here. So it, who says you want to be able to get free from this question of who says that you have to look like that? I remember in high school, how much I I think I've touched on this before because I ended up with an eating disorder over how much I hated my body all the time from when I was 16 till about 22 and um, hated it, just completely embarrassed all the time, especially hanging around the little girls that were like 100 pounds and 110 pounds. And here I was not like that. And I was so intimidated by one of the girls on my cheerleading squad because she was so into how skinny she was and sexy she was and guys she thought she figured every guy adored her and I remember one time my my boyfriend finally seeing her and saying really that's the girl that intimidates you with the body of an eight-year-old <laughs> I remember thinking you are the guy for me yeah so who knows what meaning somebody else applies to this whole body image thing. Right, because if you do body image in the context of a system and in the context of your marriage as the system. Right, as a system. That, that your husband is with you for a reason. He's been a part of the ev evolution of your body. Right. Most likely. I mean, obviously there's circumstances where, yeah, maybe that relationship didn't work, and so now you're in a second one. But still, if you're in a relationship, hmm? he's with you. Right. And, and what comes to my mind is, have you ever been kicked out of bed because of the way you look? You know, if you're willing to, you're in there for sex, you're in there to enjoy it, you're in there to provide pleasure and, and to receive pleasure. Has he ever said, nah, you don't look good enough to climb in my bed? If he has, wow, I want to yeah. know. Yeah. Because that's a serious deal. But I would be willing to bet the way you carry yourself and the, the foundation of the relationship has made that point less as a huge issue as you make it out in your own mind. Yeah. And so we, here's some different approaches to take to looking at your grown up body. And that's one that I talk about in the whole sexy marriage solution, mm -hmm. where we literally change our, our physiology in response to different triggers. And if that's one that, you know, I'm embarrassed about my body is to enjoy the pleasure of grown up sex. Mm -hmm. We talk about this all the time. It's, we're not children anymore. It's not some, it's not all the crazy, yucky, immature, fear 
laden relationship that comes with youth man we get to be grown up have have adults only sex mm-hmm. and so when you look at your body as a grown up body uh with every part of it is a trophy with a story to tell you know it's a beautiful thing and and I'll speak to the women your husband is so and I don't know why we always say men are so visually stimulated because I think that women are as well. If we've maybe repressed that a little bit, but to enjoy the visual beauty of, of, of your body, we want you to be so comfortable in that so that it's, it always breaks my heart when I hear my friends say sex will be happening in the dark. Like, really in the dark mm-hmm. when you, have low lights and candles and everything looks beautiful in the right lighting Mm -hmm. so to to remove just that to me that whole covering it represents kind of a covering of shame and we're all about peeling off the shame and celebrating this whole beautiful energy and this invitation that you have to really be one and to embrace each other to love and be loved just like you are. Right. So one of the ways that you can change a body image deal, and this this seems this is going to seem counterintuitive because it kind of goes counter to what we're talking about, that the external isn't as important as the internal. But one of the things you can do to shock the system, to shock your own system, is change up the external. You know, we've talked about before. Put on something that you find sexy, you know, materials that you like, that you know your husband likes, that you, you know, shift it up a little bit. Don't come to bed in the frumpy pajamas that are comfortable. You know, come to bed letting him know it's a full-grown woman climbing into bed. You know, even if it's just a nighty that covers a whole lot, but if it's kind of a sheer silk or, you know, it moves well, that that's completely different. And the other thing that came to my mind when you were talking about, you know, you had hot mama and now you have mama. Right. That some women have a hard time breaking free of that. So explain to your husband, you know, hey, I would like for you to take me to a beach, just mm-hmm. the two of us. And, we want, and I want to go for a weekend and I want it to be a couple months out because I want to do some prep. You know, I want to, and then that kind of sets a goal. We do better when we know, okay, in in two months, I'm heading off, so I want to shave off this, or I want to find the right outfits for this, or you know. So it's that whole because that goes together. It's a it's a symbiotic kind of a thing that the way you present yourself and what you look for can start to change yourself. I know my wife feels different depending on what she's wearing. Well, I was just going to say that. But at the core, she's still the same woman because she's growing into her skin more. But then she can put on something that she knows I like and she carries herself differently that day. We all do that. And especially if you work from home or you're at home a lot. Think about it on the weekends. That's a lot of times when we have the opportunity to be together. That's that might be the time that we look the worst. We don't get up, don't shower, don't put on makeup, wear just the most careless clothes. And uh, my friend Sheila, I think she has a whole post called Why Frumpy Makes Us Grumpy. <laughs> and I know a lot of times if I, I'll have days where I don't put on makeup, I'm wearing my glasses, my every curl in my 
hair has turned into a, a ball of frizz and my kids will need to go somewhere. And I'm mortified. I think every time I go to Walmart, I have become like the videos of the people of Walmart. I look this terrible. I just want to be hidden. And so women, we want you to, to embrace the most beautiful parts of yourself that you can. So practice really, I have to agree with that. Do the best you can to clothe yourself as if, as you would, if you were looked exactly like you want to look. Yeah. And, and realize what's the, What's the goal of what of how you want to look? Is it realistic? Yeah. You know, is it, you know, fa- factor in some influence from some people you really trust and care and have a relationship with of, hey, honestly speaking, where, what, what, would, what should be a realistic goal for me? You know, and, and, and ask some friends because they know, they know you, they know what's, what your goals are, your aspirations, your hangups. And let them kind of point it out and then ask your spouse. Right. Because it could be, you could be a woman that's trying to be this whatever type of body. Mm-hmm. And you're married to a guy that secretly does not want that type of body. He right. wants the type of body you are. Or close to or whatever. And this leads right into what do you do when your spouse is a little, you know, spouse's image is different than what you want. But having that conversation can clear up a whole lot of unspoken guilt unspoken shame unspoken insecurity insecurity i the the people who follow me know that in the last several months i've gained like 20 pounds i and i look just like i looked when paul met me so it is what it is but i hate it it is very hard for me it triggers all these old insecurities and so i really do get that but then on the other hand, when I look at like yesterday when Paul and I were playing together and I, I caught, you know, we could see ourselves in the mirror. I thought we look so beautiful together. This is ludicrous for me <laughs> to buy into whatever image, what, you know, those old triggers. Right. So I, 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 I feel the pain and I, I'm here to say there's still so much pleasure available. Yeah. So what do you do then? Let's shift gears. Yeah. To your spouse has evolved to an image that is not what you originally, or even currently, I guess, find attractive. Man, this runs the gamut. This is a tough one. Yeah, this is this is yeah. a real tough one because there's so much more involved than just a, you know, hey, you need to lose some weight. There he is. I have a girlfriend who is stunningly beautiful, works with a trainer. You know, she looks great. And she's one, was size four when they got married. It's never going to be that again. Her husband has even said, I feel like you gave me the bait and switch, which she'll still cry Mm -hmm. 20 something years later when she tell. I mean, this was in the last few years that he would say this. And so... Man, I would, there's both. To the guy who, for whatever reason, you want this adolescent body back, I'm going to say, start with the guy in the mirror. Yeah. That's that's my first thought, too, is is to a degree, you have to confront yourself before you confront anybody else. Right. And if he's got a great bod, you know, she says, man, he's put on weight now. And I so want to make those digs all the time and those statements that are so mean and pinch his belly and all the crap he does to me. And listen, 
change your perspective. I'm going to tell you it's easier to, to choose to see the beauty in what you have than to, to fight it. Mm-hmm. Especially, so so I'm going to talk with, there's, there's two different angles then. There's the spouse who's doing the best they can, and they're presenting a beautiful, powerful image. If you can't handle that, you don't like that, you still wish it was totally different, the, the problem's with you. Right. Right, because that's that that's something that. Where is your comparison coming from? Exactly. Because it's skewed. Mm-hmm. It's not real, and the the answer to at least, or the goal, or a way to start finding an answer to this is practice the idea of keeping one hundred percent of your sexual energy within the marriage. That, that will what help. that what you look at. Right. Change it. Right. You know, because it's, it's one of those things I think of, you know, if you see some college girl, young adult girl walking down the beach mm-hmm. and you notice that, well, okay, yeah, she's got a body that's 19. Well, hello, that's different than a woman that's 40. That's right. There's just no way a 40-year-old will look like the body of a 19. Not going to happen. That's not the way a woman's body is designed. So you can recognize beauty in that and then realize, all right, but look at what I'm with. There's so much more depth. There's so much more security. There's so much more solidness. And that 19-year-old still is worried about, is, is her hair right? Does she drive in the right way? What, what, all the different things that kids deal with. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, realize that. Don't just sit there and objectify her and long to be with her because you, if you really think about it, if you're an older man and you're with a young girl like that, yeah, she's not offering a whole lot outside of the physical. <laughs> right. She's not, so, and even after that. Know, I it, hear a lot of guys out there going, I don't know. I've seen those women in the BFWW or whatever. Like, that is their life. They're fitness professionals. Right. Listen, um, that is so true to, to change and, <laughs> and tell yourself. Tell yourself. You change your brain by what you say. I've got a gorgeous woman well let me i want want to speak to that just real quick though because you think of a younger woman that and what she presents that okay what if i was with her what if my life was with her well okay 30 minutes a day uh, you could fill it what do you do with the other 23 and a half hours where what is she offering because she's she doesn't have what you're married to she doesn't have the depth the solidness the the life that she's lived to live life with because life is life in marriage is not just sex we every if you've been married in a length of time you know that it's it's actually pretty minor if you think about the time you spend doing it compared to the time you do other things with your spouse yeah that's right and i don't keep it in perspective yeah, there's a certain survey where 75% of men polled judge the happiness of their marriage based on their friendship they have with their spouse. And 75% of women base the happiness level of their marriage on the friendship they share with their spouse. So really, men and women overall are going to value the friendship and that that element of intimacy, mm-hmm. friendship kind of love. So we're giving you full-on permission and uh, whatever encouragement as for that erotic part, that sexual part where Eros runs deep to embrace that with the person that you have. 
Right. Especially if they're willing to present that to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now – Go ahead. You have, I was to say, now we have to deal with the one who's just let themselves go. Right. Because that's going to be a, a little bit different. And if you are the one, the mate who you put no energy into to looking good on a daily basis, maybe you feel like you're too busy running the household, doing everything. So you you don't take care of your hair and your skin and how you dress. And you don't take care of your health, your fitness level. And, and in that, then you have very low energy, maybe you have chronic stress and all kinds of symptoms, then that is not just about you. And I think that's what we don't realize is the message that that gives. Mm-hmm. We become very self-absorbed. Mm-hmm. But the message is, I don't care about you. You're not significant enough to make me become significant for you. Right. Well, so then if you flip that, though, it's I don't care about you, but at the ultimate, I don't care about myself. Exactly. And that's the bigger deal. It is a huge deal. Because if you live a life that does not care about yourself, that's presenting something pretty poor. It is poor. And into that place, what we've always said is the hugest thief of libido in our country, and that is depression. Mm Mm-hmm. And then in a very cruel twist of fate, the medications that treat depression also (laughs) ruin your sex drive. So in that whole element, that whole vein, we want to encourage you to keep, keep seeking help. You don't have to embrace a treatment that only steals your sex drive. Right. Your medication is ruining your sex drive or, um, the whole a whole situation that's caused depression believe that there's an answer well just because Start the body evolved to where it is for you it can yeah. evolve back yes and it takes time and again these are these are small steps usually yeah you know, these are small little things that's the one thing that we have been sold a bill of goods in our society is the medication of it'll fix it no it won't it doesn't fix it and you know, I've also gotten a lot of emails from different women who's where the husband is the low desire partner and they've tried everything. Viagra is not a magic pill and mm-hmm. even having testosterone levels evened out uh, very often doesn't still increase the sex drive. And so that means grow to a point where you're able to confront your own issues about how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. And then use the, use the pressure of the system for your spouse that where okay let's keep that scenario going your husband's low desire he's let himself go Mm -hmm. you've got stuff you could work on we're not going to say you're rock hard you know woman but when you change the system enough to where let's say you go and say you know i'm not going to tolerate the way we look but what i can control about that is the way i look so i'm going to up my sex rank you know, I'm going to up the way I feel. I'm going to get, grow more comfortable in my own skin. And at the same time, I'm going to be working on my skin. You know, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to, I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to get exercise. I'm going to, I'm going to start feeling better, dressing better. Right. Use the pressure of the system because other men will start noticing that. That's just the way our society is. And I'm not, condo- I'm not saying go out and flirt with it and draw it. Just live it and it'll happen. 
which will increase the pressure on your spouse to, well, if I want to keep up with her, if I want to keep her, ultimately, I may need to get up off my own rear and do some things. Yeah, and you are going to have to fight that urge to just throw in the towel all the more. Yep. Yeah, up your game. I told Paul last week, hey, I am going to join this dance club in Nashville. I'm going to take swing dance lessons (laughs) along one of my girlfriends, one of our fellow mutual friends, mm-hmm. she hooked me up. You need to take swing dancing lessons, have other guys invite you to the dance floor. And it's not even sex. You know, it's just, just right. so you can enjoy some masculine energy. And, and Paul was so cute. It's like, really, you are? I said, yes, me and Debbie and Jennifer. And he, it, it was, you're right. When you start realizing, hey, other guys are going to notice, um, Maybe I'll pay a little attention, and I, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, I mean, I but it's it's stuff that that's the game that goes on in the marriage is the same thing that goes on in the world. So why not? We're not immune to it. Let's just acknowledge it. Exactly. And it's not that I'm using it to manipulate anything. Subtly, I am. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm using the the parameters of the way systems work. So there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes you might want to invite your mate, invite your mate into your self-improvement process. Yeah. Let's, hey, I'm going dancing. You're actually welcome to come. Yeah, but yeah, don't don't make it determined by what they respond. You know, don't say, hey, I'm heading to the gym, but only if you're going to come with me. Exactly. No, I'm going to go. And then you keep going and you keep going and you keep going yeah. and you get the benefits of it. You start reaping the benefits of it. You start feeling better. You start living better. That will spill over to your spouse. Right. And, you know, I love this thing this lady said the other day. Paul and I love to watch this. I think it's Extreme Makeover Weight Loss Edition. And I told you, Paul, he loves all those. The Biggest Loser. He's so cute. And um, this lady said, I was always thinking that when I could decrease the stress in my life, then I would have time to work out. I mean, she was 400 and something pounds. She was huge. And she said, uh, but the doctor explained to me that it's the opposite. When I will take time to exercise and eat right, then my body's ability to react to stress positively skyrockets. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to encourage you. Don't wait till anything around you changes. You have the power to create mm-hmm. change right inside yourself. And the best thing you can do. And this, this is the runner's trick. You know, those that are the marathoners and people ask, I have several that are triathletes. And then I even have a friend that's, he's an ultra marathoner. I mean, this, this man will run like 17 hours. Unbelievable. But I'm like, how do you do it? You know, what do you, what do you do to make that happen? And his response is, you know, that when you wake up and you, you know, you got to run, but you just, don't want to and it's so convincing just to stay in the bed that day you get up and you put your shoes on you don't say i'm gonna go i'm gonna make my six miles you just put your shoes on and you get out the door that's it it means those simple little steps break it down break the big task of i'm gonna head to the gym break it down to i'm gonna go get my car keys yeah and do all of it out of self-respect yeah never out of self-loathing yeah but sometimes you got to just do those little bitty I'm going to just put my clothes on. You know, it's, I, I usually grab the sweats and the frumpy, but I'm going to grab the tight jeans. You know, I'm going to grab whatever instead. The simple little steps can go a long way. There you go. So we believe in you. We want you to feel great about yourself 
and present your best self to your best manager. See you next time. Let's talk about